Praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Praise the Lord. Our Father, we bless you again this day. Thanking you, Lord, for your mercies and your goodness to us. You are forever faithful. You are true. You are kind. You are merciful. Daddy, we bless you. We give you glory in Jesus' name. Father God, we commit this time to your hands. Father God, we pray that you give us wisdom. Give us your utterance. Cause us to speak your truth. And give us understanding, we pray. In Jesus' mighty name. God bless you, beloved. This is Brother Josh, and we are back again by God's mercies. We have been looking at uh, hindrances to Christian growth for several episodes now. And we have spent some time on the doctrines of Balaam and the doctrine of Jezebel. I thought we'll be finished last time, but um, apparently not. Um, today will be another episode uh, speaking on the doctrine of Jezebel. Our key scripture has been Revelations 2 and 20, where the Lord Jesus says, Notwithstanding, I have a few things against thee, and he's speaking to the church in Tiatira. We see that in Revelations chapter 2 in verse 18. Verse 20, which we which has been our key scripture, the Lord says, Notwithstanding, I have a few things against thee, because thou sufferest that woman Jezebel. You allow that woman Jezebel. You give a free hand to that woman Jezebel. Uh, you do not stop that woman Jezebel. You let that woman Jezebel roam, roam free in the church. Because thou sufferest that woman Jezebel, which calleth herself a prophetess. I didn't call her a prophetess, the Lord is saying. She called herself a prophetess. Now, the Lord is saying, you allow that woman Jezebel, which called herself a prophetess, listen now, to teach and to seduce my servants to commit fornication and to eat things sacrificed to idols. Why is this a big deal? Because the Lord says it's a big deal. That's why it's a big deal. Why are we a big deal? Because Jesus shed his blood for us. He is what gives us value. The same way he is our measure of what is right and what is wrong. We are nothing without him. It's not the philosophies of man, but the word of God. God says, the Lord is saying here, Jezebel is teaching his servants to commit fornication and to eat things sacrificed to idols. And this is bad because the next verse, verse 21 of Revelation chapter 2, the Lord says, I gave her space to repent of her fornication and she repented not. She didn't repent. 
Now, this is a big deal, like I said, because the Lord thinks it's a big deal. 1 Corinthians 3, verse 16 to verse 18. Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you? If any man defile the temple of God, him shall God destroy, for the temple of God is holy, which temple you are. Let no man deceive you. If any man among you seemeth to be wise in this world, let him become a fool that he may be wise. The Lord is saying, you cannot defile your temple because your temple being your body, because the Spirit of God dwells in you. The Lord is saying, 1 Corinthians 3.17, any person defiling his temple, God will destroy the person. Because defiling makes something unholy. And he says in 1 Corinthians uh, 3.16, we just read, um, I'm sorry, 17, for the temple of God is holy, which temple you are. God is holy. And he dwells in a holy temple. Now you want to make his temple unholy. He says he's going to destroy that temple. Because he can't dwell in unholiness. But this is what Jezebel is teaching in the church. This is what Jezebel is seducing God's servants to do. Deceiving God's servants to do. 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 6 verse 3. I'm sorry verse 13 to verse 20. 1 Corinthians 6 verse 13 to 20. The Bible says, meats for the belly and belly for meats, but God shall destroy both it and them. Now, the body is not for fornication, but for the Lord and the Lord for that body. You see, the word of God is so express, it's so clear. I'm scratching my head that Jezebel is teaching God's servants and they're accepting it. Contrary to the express word of God he also says however that he's also, she's also seducing or deceiving God's servants so like we said in one episode I don't think I explained much about it but there's the direct teaching part and there's the seducing part let's, let, let's, let's, let's read on 1 Corinthians 6 verse 13 now the body is not for fornication, but for the Lord. The Lord owns our body, and the Lord for the body. Verse 14, And God has both raised up the Lord, and will also raise us up by his own power. Verse 15, Know ye not that your bodies are the members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ? and make them the members of an harlot, God forbid. When we defile our body, we are taking the Lord's property. We are taking the Lord's body and making the Lord's body a harlot's body. Can I just make it plain? We're making the Lord a prostitute. Because he 
that is joined to a prostitute is one body. Let's read that. Verse 15, 1 Corinthians 6, 15. Know ye not that your bodies are the members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them the members of an harlot? God forbid. Verse 16. What? Know you not that he which is joined to an harlot is one body? For two, said he, shall be one flesh. But he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. Mm-hmm. Flee fornication. Every sin that a man doeth is without the body, but he that committed fornication sinneth against his own body. When we are joined with the Lord, we are one spirit with the Lord. Our bodies become his body. The Bible says our bodies are the members of Christ. What are members? Different parts of the body. Yeah, 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 yeah. Our bodies, we, become members of Christ. Some of us are Jesus' feet. Some of us are Jesus' hands. Some of us are Jesus' fingers. Some of us, whatever, are Jesus' toes. We are members of his body. Now, when we now take that body that are Jesus' members, and we commit fornication, which is basically harlotry, we come join with a harlot, we become one body with the harlot. But wait, uh, it wasn't our body, it was the body of Christ. So because we join with a harlot, if I was Jesus' feet, for example, and I went to go join with a harlot, I just made Jesus' feet one with a harlot. So the feet of Jesus are now a harlot. Beloved, I, I, I hope you get that. I hope you get that. So the Lord is adamant. Jezebel is teaching and seducing my servants to commit fornication and to eat things sacrificed unto idols. This is pollution, beloved. There is pollution inherent in these two things. We already saw the one about fornication. Let's look at the one about idols. Let's look at the book of Acts, chapter 15, verse 19 to 20. Therefore, my sentence is that we trouble not them. First Corinthians, I'm sorry, not First Corinthians, Acts 15, 19 to 20. Wherefore, my sentence is that we trouble not them which from among the Gentiles are turned to God, but that we write unto them, listen now, that they abstain from pollutions. Plural. Pollutions. Defilements. And that word for pollution. Making unclean from pollutions of idols and from fornication and from things strangled and from blood. So, this is the book of Acts. 
This is New Testament, beloved. The Word of God is saying, Believers should abstain from pollution from idols. Pollution from fornication. But Jezebel is telling God's servants to do otherwise. Contrary to the express word of God. So we see in the book of Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12 verse 1 and verse 2. Romans chapter 12. Just please, please, please stay with me beloved. Please stay with me. Romans 12, verse 1 and verse 2, the Bible says in verse 1, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God. I beseech you by the mercies of God. I'm begging you by God, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Beloved, according to God, it is not a big deal that we present our bodies wholly to God. It is not a big deal. He says it's a reasonable service. Reasonable service. It's not a big deal. It's a reasonable service. It's not a big deal. We are making it a big deal. But God says it's It's reasonable. Verse 2, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. This verse right here addresses both the doctrine of Balaam and the doctrine of Jezebel. Verse 2, let's read verse 2 again. And be not conformed to this world. If you remember, beloved, when we spoke about the doctrine of Balaam, the prophet Balaam, prophet of God, did not teach the children of Israel to do evil. Balaam taught Balak, king of Moab, a type of the world, taught Balak, the means to influence the children of Israel so that the curse that the children of Israel could not be cursed directly because there was no iniquity in them, that they would bring the curse upon themselves because of their iniquity, because of what they would do themselves. So, the Bible says Balaam taught Balak to cast a stumbling block before the children of Israel. So, the children of Israel, in befriending the world, in conforming with the world, in conforming with Moab, and committing fornication and eating food sacrificed to idols, in conforming with Moab, in conforming with the world, they suffered loss. They were destroyed. And Romans 12.2 says, Be not conformed to the world. That's the Balaam strategy. But Romans 2 doesn't stop there. It says, But be transformed 
by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. This is Jezebel it's addressing now. Jezebel as the fake wannabe prophet, prophetess of God, you would assume that the prophetess of God is speaking the will of God to the people. Because this is not like Moab, where the children of God become friends with the world. No, this is in the house of God that a prophetess wannabe of God is telling the people of God what to do. It's okay, guys. Commit fornication, eat food, sacrifice to idols. It doesn't have nothing to do with you. You are saved. You are in church. You are on your way to heaven. It's okay. You can do that. Your salvation is on one track, and what you do with your life, with your body, is on another track. They don't cross. You did not save yourself, so you can't unsave yourself. What you do with your life has no bearing on the fact that you are saved. That's what Balaam, that's what Jezebel, that's the core of their teaching. Now, Romans 12 and 2 says, No, guys, you and me, we need to prove what is good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. Don't listen to Jezebel just because she says she's a prophetess. We have to prove it. We have to prove it. That's what happened in the book of Acts, chapter 17, verse 11, uh, 10 and 11. The brethren, Acts 17, 10 and 11, and the brethren immediately sent away Paul and Silas by night unto Berea, who coming thither went into the synagogue of the Jews. Verse 11, Acts 17, 11. These were more noble than those in Thessalonica in that they received the word with all readiness of mind and wait for this and search the scriptures daily whether those things were so. They proved the scriptures. They searched. They wanted to prove if what Paul was saying was true, if what Paul was saying was in the scriptures. See, the word of God is complete. It's one. It doesn't contradict itself. But he always says the same thing. Always. We see a difference between the church in Berea and the church in Revelations 2 verse uh, 14, I believe, that we read. The church in Tiatira. I believe that was verse 18. The Berean church went to check if what Paul was saying was in the scriptures. The church in Tiatira did not go and check if what Jezebel said was in the scriptures. And it's there plainly. You cannot do this and do that as a Christian. He that the name of Christ must depart from iniquity. Is expressed. But they refuse to check that. Beloved, as far as the Lord is concerned, this is serious. We cannot grow into Christ if we're doing the things that are contrary to Christ. It's a contradiction in terms. 
we cannot be like Christ while we are doing things that Christ hates that he says not to do. Our bodies are his members. We can't mess with his body like that. Our bodies are no more our own. We can't pollute ourselves with fornication and full sacrifice to idols. It's there plainly. Jezebel is telling you it's okay. Jezebel is telling you it's all right. And fornication, by the way, includes all manner of perversion. Mm-hmm. All manner of perversion. Ah. Uh, okay. You don't believe me? Well, Jude chapter 1, only one chapter in the book of Jude. Um, look at verse 7. Even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them in like manner giving themselves over to fornication and going after strange flesh are set forth as an example suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Let me read that again. Even as Sodom and Gomorrah, Jude 1.7, and the cities about them in like manner giving themselves over to fornication and going after strange flesh are set forth as an example suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Now, beloved, we all know about Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah, 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 they were Sodomites. They were homosexuals. But what we may not necessarily think about or realize is what I just read in Jude. The Bible says, they gave themselves over to fornication and going after strange flesh. Fornication includes homosexuality. Fornication includes going after strange flesh. It's part and parcel of the same combo. What am I saying? I'm saying you have Jezebel in some churches telling you that homosexuality is okay. In the house of God, there's a spirit of perversion, a spirit of Jezebel in the house of God. Mainline denominations voting on the word of God, voting on their doctrines. The word of God is not up for a vote. The word of God is what it is. We don't vote on it, whether we should adopt it as our doctrine or as our belief. No, either we go with it or we are against it. It won't change. It is we that have to change. So, that itself is a manifestation of the spirit of Jezebel that has infiltrated the church of God. Balaam is not so direct. No, 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 no. Balaam is, is sly. Balaam is not that confrontational. No. Balaam is on the sly. Mm-hmm. 
Balaam, you go infest yourself with Balaam once you go double into the world. Mm-hmm. You went to go get Balaam because you went to go play with the world. Because you went to become friends with the world. That's how you get Balaam. But Jezebel is in your pulpit. And you're opening your mouth wide and swallowing that garbage because you can't read your Bible? Are you serious, beloved? Because this is your denomination that your great-grandfather founded and that you have been in for generations? Are you serious, beloved? Really? Beloved, I'm talking to myself. <laughs> don't, don't, don't get mad. You just get glad. Don't, don't get mad. Get glad, beloved. Get glad. Because when the Lord shines His light on darkness in our hearts, is for us to repent. Oh, well. Beloved, the Scriptures has people that have given their bodies rather than defile their bodies. Mm-hmm. They have given their bodies to death, to destruction. They would rather die than defile their bodies by choice. They would rather die than by choice defile themselves because they know that their bodies are not theirs. Even in the Old Testament. Let me say that again. Even in the Old Testament, when the Spirit of God was not dwelling in man. Ah. <laughs> Ah, but I heard the Lord say, even in the book of Psalms, <laughs> thank you, Lord. I heard him say in the book of Psalms, chapter 24, I believe, where he says, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. Mm -hmm. Psalm 24, verse 1. Even in the Old Testament, the Lord laid a claim to the world. Even in the Old Testament, he laid a claim to those that dwell in the world. Even in the Old Testament, beloved. Even while his Holy Spirit was not yet dwelling in man, he said, those people in the world, they are mine. I own them. Mm-hmm. So we see people like Daniel. Ah. We see people like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Let, 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 let's, let's, see what let's see what happened to them. Let's see Daniel chapter 3 verse 28. Daniel 3 28. The Bible says then, you know the story, you know the story. Nebuchadnezzar set up this huge idol. And he says, you know what? Everybody needs to bow down and worship my idol. 
It's that simple. You don't do it, you die. I mean, he doesn't mess around this, <laughs> this Nebuchadnezzar. He doesn't. So if you read from verse 1 of Daniel 3, you see that. He had an image of gold, three score cubits high and three cubits wide. And the whole nation was to worship this idol, a whole nation. And in a whole nation, there were three boys. So please don't tell me that in your workplace you are the only person. That's just your workplace. Praise the Lord. Just ask the Lord for grace to be the only one in your workplace. But beloved, I'm talking about a whole nation now. A whole nation is bigger than your workplace. Mm-hmm. A whole nation is bowing down to this idol and three boys said no. Now, you know the story. They were cast in the fiery furnace and so forth. But look at Daniel 3.28. Then Nebuchadnezzar spake and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and delivered his servants that trusted in him and have changed the king's word and yielded their bodies that they might not serve nor worship any god except their god, their own god, the Lord Jehovah. Beloved, Listen to the choice of words here. And yielded their bodies that they might not serve nor worship any God except their own God. They refused for their bodies to be polluted by worshiping an idol. It's pollution. Instead of doing that, they would rather have their bodies be destroyed in a fire. Jezebel said, it's not a big deal, guys. Come on. It's love. Come on. It's not a big deal. Jezebel is telling you that in your church and you're listening? Really? It's not a big deal? It has nothing to do with your salvation? You didn't save yourself, so you can't unsave yourself? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego refused to be polluted with an idol. Daniel refused to be polluted with the food offered to idols. For, uh, Daniel chapter 1 verse 5 and verse 8. And the king appointed them a daily provision of the king's meat and from the wine which drank, so nourishing them three years that at, at the end thereof they might stand before the king. Verse 8, but Daniel proposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's meat, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore, he requested of the prince of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. He, Daniel proposed he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's meat. This is Daniel and his colleagues, Shadrach, Michigan, and Abednego also. Now, note also the words that are used here. Daniel proposed that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's meat. There was something about the king's food that would defile or pollute Daniel and his friends. There was something about the king's food. 
and the king's wine that will defile or pollute Daniel and his friends. Uh, don't tell me it's pork because there's no pork in wine because the pollution is the king's meat and the king's wine. So it's not that. No, it's not that. There is something else about the king's food and about the king's wine that can pollute Daniel. In all of the scripture, I don't see anything else other than food sacrificed to idols. That food and that wine, if it's sacrificed to idols, then it to be defilement for Daniel and his friends to take it. It causes defilement. So it's not just pork. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's ceremonial stuff. According to the Old Testament. Like I said, if he just said the king's meat, Old Te King James, meat means food. It's not necessarily beef. King's food. That's King James language. But he says, and the king's wine. If it was just food, then we can say maybe it was just pork. But it has nothing to do with that, like I said, because he says the king's meat, the king's food, and the king's wine. Oh, well, let me leave that alone. Let's see Psalm 105. Psalm 105, verse 17 and verse 18. Bible says he sent a man before them, even Joseph, who was sold for a servant, whose feet they hurt with fetters, he was laid in iron. What is he saying? Joseph was in handcuffs. He was in leg cuffs, fetters of iron, like that madman of Gadara that was, uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like these prisoners you see on TV, you know, they are shuffling as they walk because... They have chains on their hands, chains on their feet. The Bible says, let me read it again, Psalm 105 verse 18. Whose feet they hurt with fetters, he was laid in iron. Joseph was shackled like an animal. Shackled like a condemned prisoner. Shackled like a murderer. Joseph was laid in iron. When he was lying down, he was in cuffs. When he was awake, he was in cuffs. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I know you see this glamorous thing about Joseph on some movies. You know, he's, he's looking good. You know, he's walking around in prison. Uh, the book of Psalms says no. They hurt him. They hurt his feet with fetters. He was hurting because he had leg cuffs or handcuffs, whatever you want to call them. He had shackles on his feet. That's how he was administ administrating the prison. With shackles on his feet. But why is he suffering in his body with these shackles on his feet? Why? Why? You know why. It was Potiphar's wife. Uh-huh.
Potiphar's wife said, hey, Joseph, come on now. You are young and handsome. Come on. Joseph said, no. I, I, you know the story, beloved. Let, 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 me, let me not belabor the point. Genesis chapter 39, verse... Um, uh, we can start from 7 and 8. And verse 9, Joseph said, There is none greater in this house than I. Neither has he kept back anything from me but thee, because thou art his wife. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? Joseph would rather give his body to be pained, to be in shackles, to be bound, to be in prison, than defile his body with fornication. That's the point. But Jezebel is teaching you and seducing you to do otherwise because he has nothing to do with your salvation. Are you serious? my time is up for today beloved by God's grace as God wills we'll pick this up next time God bless you in Jesus name Amen